Any views or opinions expressed on KUR are not necessarily those of Kutztown University, Kutztown University Student Government, Kutztown University Student Services Incorporated, KUR staff and management or other affiliated organizations. sounds any different don't worry it is not ghost mid 19 ghost it's, it's just a little bit of a it's uh, just a it's a gold it's it's a, a gold yes it's, it's a gold it's a chest gold yes a chest gold chest gold so <sighs> I have to go see my uh, now my physician my mortician <laughs> about it <laughs> yes um, so yeah what's today's topic we are doing Another miscellaneous monsters. Mm-hmm. The episode where we talk about well, sometimes we've done a one where it actually had like an actual topic. Yeah. I just felt like it fit under miscellaneous monsters. Yeah. But this time there isn't exactly anything connecting any one of these. No. At least not for mine. Besides that fact that most of them are Greek. One's Etruscan though. So yeah. I have that. one that's less a monster, more an urban legend. Mm. And then the other two I have are more foreign, so I kind of took on some difficult topics this time, but I, I hope to do them somewhat of justice. Uh, I just always like to prepare what I talk about with a grain of salt, saying I'm not an authority on this stuff. I don't study historical foreign folklore or anything like that, so take everything I say with a grain of salt, but hopefully it's at least somewhat entertaining what we're talking about today. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, did you want to start? Or do you want to start? Um... I can start. I'm trying to find one that... I had one... I guess I could start with my short one. Yeah. I don't even know if I should call them monsters, because they're technically children of the gods, but that's often the case in Greek mythology, even if they are considered monsters. Um, Bless you. Thank Um, you. Second, I thought you might, you know, combust a little bit. Um... 
I don't. I I always have a fear of coughing and ectoplasming mm, myself. Yes. But you know. Yeah. So, my I guess short topic is the uh, they go by many different names. Some of their English translations of those names are uh, old women, gray ones, or gray witches. In Greek, they're often just called the gray. Not the greys. Uh, no, not to be confused. But there are three of them. Okay. They are sisters. They are uh, daughters of. Let me see. I wrote down. Uh, I guess most people today might know them by the names of Cedo, um, or but I don't think the Greeks had a soft C sound, so it'd probably be something more like Cato uh, and Forcus, who were both ancient sea gods. Um, or, well, one was a goddess. <coughs> uh, some sources do call uh, call the Greys these sisters, call them the uh, guardians of the Gorgons. And, of course, I think most people probably know that Gorgons are the three sisters that are snake women. Yes. I.e. Medusa. Mm -hmm. She is one of the Gorgons. She was originally just a Gorgon. Which you asked me about this like a week ago. Yeah, I did, yeah. That was the that was one version. It's that yeah. There's there's a few different tellings of this story. There's a few different tellings of the of the Ovid version as well, or interpretations, I guess I should say. Yeah. But yeah, originally Medusa was just a monster. She was just a gorgon. Uh, this has nothing to do with that, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then eventually she uh, got her backstory through Ovid, which is a Roman poet, I believe. I think I've mentioned that him plenty of times. Um, but the Gray, they're kind of odd. They're not just three women who go by gray. They are startlingly old, first off. Startlingly? Yes, incredibly old. That's saying a lot. To the point that childhood is apparently incomprehensible to them. Oh, so they've been alive so long. I don't think they were ever children. Okay. That is the thing. But yes, possibly. Possibly, if so, they were so old that it's impossible to imagine what... The like other they're losing yes. time because they can't remember. True. Yeah. Yes. The other possibly more odd thing about the greys or the gray is that they have one eye, one ear, and one tooth between the three of them that they share and fight over constantly. Oh, so they Yes. There's one of each of those across the three. Yes. Not each one has one, one, and one. No. So they each have one, as in feel like they I'm... share one eye, one tooth, one ear. Can you think of a, a like a previous popular media that might have shown that? Because I feel like I recognize that. Uh, it's in Percy Jackson. Okay. It's in the second book. It might have been in the movie. If you it saw might the, have been. Yeah. If you saw the Sea of Monsters like movie. I can imagine three sisters fighting over the eyeball and they're like pulling out of each other's heads, pushing into theirs to look at something. That's funny. I can't remember. Yeah, they do have a bit like that in the Percy Jackson book. I'm not sure if it's in the movie because I never saw it because it, I don't like them. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Um, but yeah, they, uh, uh, Percy in that book is not the first to steal. I think he stole their eye in the Percy Jackson books. Okay. Uh, he threatened to throw it out. They were cab drivers in this story. Yeah, they, they drove them from the middle of New York to uh, their camp. Um, Percy stole their eye and threatened to throw it out until they told him what he needed to know or something. What they told him 
he needed to know. I like how abruptly the music just changes, yes. though. Um, yeah, they told him... Uh, so what he needed was uh, coordinates, basically. They didn't. He didn't understand it at first, but yeah, whatever. That doesn't matter. The actual mythology that happened also before with Percy's... Uh, what's his name? Not his name, but like uh, the, the word for someone who has the same name as you. Same, like, first name? Or yeah, yeah. Name? Uh, namesake. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Percy's namesake. Perseus, of course. Uh, he stole their eye as well. I don't know what he did with it. I don't know if he just threatened to do something with it and then got what he wanted and then gave it back. Oh, that's how you spell gray. Yeah, G-R-A-E-A-E. I don't know how I... I mean, that's understandable. Greek, Given that it's Greek, yeah. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, they're, uh, they are interesting. I'm trying to find something a little bit more about them. If uh, I can... But there's not a whole some lot. References. Apparently Warhammer... 40k has uh, <laughs> okay. has a um, uh, I don't know what you call them a group that is called the Grey Gorgons and their symbol is a skull with uh. snake hair. Ah, Does that makes sense. That's oh, they do actually have names. I missed that part on here. The names are Dano, Enyo, and Pemfredo. Okay, or Pefredo. Uh, they they're pretty much just known as. The Forcides or Forcides, I guess, or daughters of Forcus, the uh, the guy I mentioned previously, as a um, what Shima calls it. <laughs> but huh. uh, they're they're very interesting to me. <coughs> have you have you read anything about what they personify? Um, as it seems like some deities, monsters, and gods all. Uh, I didn't like, see anything for that. Okay, because I just wanted to look it up, and on this one site, I mean, I don't know how. Yes, they. Uh, oh, I know what. Sorry, be, uh, just quickly. They, they uh, Perseus stole their eye to uh, force them to tell them where Medusa was. But anyways, okay. we need to get our rails greased. <laughs> we need to go grease the rails. Yeah, while we're moving, it's kind of it's kind of terrifying. Yeah, we will be right back. Hello. Thank you for listening to the voice of Kutztown University Radio, KUR. We'll be right back to Paranormal Express shortly. But first, attention KU community. KUR podcasts a good sampling of our programming regularly on multiple different platforms. Some of our best talk programming can be found on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Simply open your Spotify or Apple Podcasts and search for Kutztown University Radio and then listen to the many great podcasts featured. Some of our older podcasted programming is still available on YouTube. Search for Kutztown University Radio to find them. Finally, some of our best music-based programming is podcasted on Mixcloud. To go to our Mixcloud page, www.mixcloud.com slash KUradio to listen on demand. This message is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Welcome, Welcome back. back. <laughs> what if you get sponsored by Ghost Subs? Ghost Subs, yeah. Get your Spectre Subs. Get your Ghost Subs. They can't sue us. We're dead. <laughs> ghost Subs. What do you mean? Get your. Uh, it's like. Um, ghost Subs. What, what, what do they call it? There's a like a blend. Nootropics is what it's called. It's like that brain food nutrient mm. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But ours is just ectoplasm. Yeah, of course. And it's. Uh, it's uh, Everything uh, in the ghost world is ectoplasm. Tropics. Spirit droppings. 
tropics. Tropics. Spe- okay. spe- tra- that, that does not work at all. Because neurotropics, neural tropics. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, welcome back to the Paranormal Express. You're now back on board. And we're going to continue with uh, some uh, miscellaneous monsters and things like that. Yeah, I was just talking about the gray. Meaning these three sisters who share one eye, one tooth, and one ear among mm-hmm. them. Okay, so I'm uh, gonna. It only says one eye and one tooth here, but I've heard. I remember there being an ear. Mm-hmm. I remember there being three. One of them had something. Okay. Well, each one of them had something. Well, anyway. in this, in this, what I was looking at, they also said that there were two. Some say three, so they were kind of mm-hmm. like saying more popularly two. Okay. So that might be why it excludes the ear. Maybe. That so also could have been something from just Percy Jackson. So, uh, in previous episodes, we visited the Philippines and some of their urban legends and monsters of old. I talked about the Mononongal on our episode about vampires a while ago. Well, I have another one for you, and this is called the, the, the Tikbalong. Uh, this is the monstrous half-human, half-horse hybrid that threatens the oh. Philippines. Akin to the Minotaur, an equine head and powerful hooped legs, but the very, very long torso and upper legs and waist of a human. Um, it has the ability to uh, imitate the voice, the sound, or song of any creature, while even maintaining invisibility. Uh, in a folk story, its ability to turn invisible seems to be by illusion, as a first-hand account had seen the Tikbalong appearing as a tall, smoking stranger. Aside from the extremely large stature, the stranger's feet met the ground with the clop of hooves that it had looked like it had normal feet of a human. Oh. Um, I really like the art of it on the, the Ghostopedia page. Really? <laughs> Have you seen it? Of the uh, uh, Tick Belong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I haven't. He looks like I just imagine. a minotaur, but a horse. I can, I guess, try to angle this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, I really <laughs> like it. Um, so uh, in this story... Uh, the boy that had noticed that had been uh, brought into the woods. A, a uh, sometimes a large called a werehorse. <laughs> I mean, that made sense. It's it half does. human, half horse. Yeah, where does refer to I think human. So yeah. Um. So, uh, the boy was led further and further into the woods by the tick belong, um, to the point where it actually turned invisible and abandoned the boy, leaving him feel uh, falling sick from the cold being lost out in the woods. His parents had come with a search party, finally found the boy, uh, but he was in a, a, a delirious manner, um, and uh, they took him back to help him recuperate because he had survived, and then when the boy had told, this, told the story of what had happened, uh, his father had no doubts that it was a Tikbalong that had done it. Surprisingly, though, the Tikbalong had not uh, harmed the boy in any other way besides leaving him like that. Uh, and it seems to get a lot of uh, pleasure and humor out of uh, tricking people and, mm-hmm. and harming them psychologically more than physically. Okay. Because uh, it has this really terrifying laugh that it has that's pretty significant. I mean, if it's anything like the way horses sound, I wouldn't be surprised. It's, it almost is, 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 it's almost as if a horse had a human's laugh because it's oh. very close to the way a horse whinnies okay. or neighs. But, like, it's a cackle, almost like the Joker's laugh, you know, a really yeah. bright and loud laugh. Um, uh, so the Tikbalong is extremely dangerous, not by its own force, but by just its presence. Even seeing it can make you go blind. 
hearing its laugh could make you go deaf. Um, and with that boy in the story, it brought together the fact that the tick belong could bring sickness to people. Yeah. Um, because the boy was left and was sick, and, and the fact that hearing it and seeing it. Um, even though it seems like the possibility of hearing this laughter in the middle of the woods, in the middle of nowhere, could already have been somebody being sick and have heard have heard that could be explaining like heat strokes or or uh, exhaustion, dehydration, things like that because of the side effects of, of uh, going too long without water and things like that. Mm-hmm. How you can start to uh, hallucinate. Yes. Um, so. Interestingly enough, uh, the legend of the tick belong even grew amongst Spanish missionaries as they arrived in the Philippines, as it believes it truly to be a ghost that took many forms to threaten their mission. Uh, the characteristics of the tick belong can also be seen grasping at the image of one of the avatars of Hindu deity Vishnu mm-hmm. that donned a horse head itself. You mean donned? Um, what? Donned. Sorry. Domed. 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 Okay. Uh... <laughs> As the region had some of the influences on the island itself, I mean, being so close to uh, mm-hmm. uh, India. Um, foreign influences are the very reason it has equine features, as the horse trade is what brought horses to the island, because mm. only until the mid 15 to 1600s, there weren't horses. Horses in, were in, like native to the mainland, like Eurasia. Yeah, not. yeah. They were not in, in any of the islands. Yeah. I mean, they had no way to make it to the islands and, or anything. So. Um, the trade had brought that there, so it's easy to believe that you could mistake horses um, appearing in, in, I mean, especially if you look at the ecosystem of, of uh, uh, Indonesia, um, thick forests and woods, only seeing this large horse head coming out of a bush, mm-hmm. you know, you would think it would be a monster if you had never seen a horse before. Yeah. Um, uh, because during that trade and the Spanish missionaries and all these things, there was a boom in the population of horses, and that eventually led to the desensitization of the people to horses, the, thus starting the downfall of like its legend amongst people and everything like that. So, um, uh, but a, but a very interesting, terrifying idea to have a, it's tr- especially like we're talking like a couple meters tall. Like three and a half to four meters, so ten to eleven feet in some cases, with a yeah. horse head cackling and laughing. That's that's a terrifying idea. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're alone in the woods at night. It's almost like a reverse centaur. Yeah. Yeah. Because the top it, half is horse. Because the top is horse, the middle is human, and the, the bottom, bottom is horse. Yeah. At least in this first picture. So yes. that's, that's why that's why I equated it to a minotaur because I feel like that's a better example. Yeah, no, definitely because because centaur still has the full body and the yes. four legs. It is quadrupedal, not bipedal, but this one is bipedal. So uh, yeah, that's <coughs> the tick belong. Yeah. Did you mention anything about it uh, sending you know unborn children to limbo? No, is that? It's on the Wikipedia or sorry, Ghostopedia. Yeah, it says it, it is. Oh no, it comes from that. It comes from an, an uh, uh, a fetus that has been abandoned. Oh, is that the origin of it? Yeah, yeah, supposedly. Ooh. It was sent from. Er, it was sent to Earth from limbo. I'm surprised that Philippines had a concept of limbo, considering that's a very distinctly Catholic idea. But I guess Spanish people coming in. Possibly. Apparently, you can tame a tick belong. <gasps> can you ride it? 
If you, yeah. Um, it's the same way you tame a horse. You jump on its back. And you and give it you apples. subdue it. You weaken it until it stops, like, you know, parading around. Huh. And then you pluck three of the hair before it eats you. Huh. And they will serve you until you die. That's right. amazing. Well, I didn't even We will be right back that. after we go tame some tick belongs. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Listen to Revolution on the radio voice of Kutztown University on Thursdays from 6 to 7 for the best in alternative and indie with some of your favorite classics thrown into here on KUR. This is Officer Reese from Reading Police Department. If you have your wipers on due to inclement weather, you must turn on your headlights. If you don't follow this law, you could be fined. So remember, wipers on, headlights on. It's the law. To learn more about traffic safety, visit JustDrivePA.com. Brought to you by PennDOT and this station. You're listening to the radio voice of Kutztown University. So what do you guys want to do today? Hang out with your mom? Guys. K-U-R. Welcome back. Ooh, this is a jazzy re-entrance. Yes, yes we're yes. now in the classy cabin. Well, this this song was playing before we left. Velveted walls and oh, I was paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I can't hear and talk it's at li- the same time. It's funny that you call it fancy. It's literally called exotics. Yeah, uh, it just it had that jazzy feel. You know, we're in the velvet, gold-studded or brass-studded mm. walls of the yes upper echelon cabin. Yes. Oh, my voice. Hold on. <clears throat> And we're about to switch to a very dark and spooky one. Well, <coughs> I only said that because this is called Gotham Malicious. Go- Gotham is that the name of the what, the song? Gotham Licious. Gotham I guess because it's meant to be like Batman. Gotham Licious, freak delicious. Yeah. Anyway, make the criminals go loco. Okay. So, <laughs> wow. Sorry. So we last left off with your topic. Take belong. Yes. The horse minotaur thing guy. Yes. Sent to Earth from Limbo to, I don't, I guess, terrorize people? Yeah. That's all they really did, right? Right? Yeah, it, it ate some people too. Oh, but, um, okay. That's a little more than just, yeah. you know, terrorizing. I just, when, when uh, you, 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 you know, dead men tell no tales. So the tales had to come from survivors, and that's why it was just kind of like satisfaction yeah. from trickery. It's but, interesting um, that it calls it bony. Because, like, horses aren't very bony. They're, They're not very muscular. They're muscular, yeah. I mean, you but can this, see and this their... guy's drawn muscular like a horse. Yeah. I mean, you can see their ribs and stuff sometimes, but that's not even bony. Like, look at those legs, man. Yeah. I guess we can go from one equine-esque, or, well, one equine-esque creature to another okay. equine-esque creature. Not mm. really, because they are, uh, what is the, I guess they're kind of bovid. Like, bovine. Yeah. Oh, uh, they're stags. There are these four stags in deer, in deer, in deer mythology, in uh, Norse mythology. Uh, same thing. They live along the uh, branches of Yggdrasil, the world tree. Uh, and according to the Poetic Edda, they crane and chomp on the branches of Yggdrasil. I don't know if they mean... I, I saw some that say they just eat from the branches, which I assume there's like fruit or something that they mm-hmm. eat from. Uh, but there was one specifically that said that they eat the branches, or they bite on them at least. 
used. Yeah, maybe there's a sap derived from them. You maybe. Know, it's a tree. Yeah. Uh, this is a very short one because there's also like a, there's also a form of, I'm going to look at it really quick. There's also a form of uh, creation with these deer because mm-hmm. uh, supposedly they, uh, the morning dew collects on their antlers and then forms the rivers of the world. Okay. Yes. Um, Speaking of that, have you ever seen uh, a deer molt its antlers? Yes. It is one of the most vile things <laughs> I've ever seen. Yes. Have you seen the ones where they just fall off? Yes, that's oh, really pop. unfortunate. Well, I mean, they, that's not unfortunate. That just happens. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Male deers lose their antlers in the mm-hmm. uh, winter. Uh, these deer, there's four of them, are these stags, sometimes called hearts. So I guess, yes, male deer. Um, they're named, I'm going to struggle to pronounce this, but Dane, Valen, Valen, D-V-A-L-I-N-N, Dunier, and this one's going to be the hardest, but it looks like Dorapror, something like that. Is that pronounced with an F? Dorafor? The, the B with the line long. You Maybe. Know, B and B put together. Dorafor. But yeah. I like that Dunier is the closest to a deer. Yeah. Dunier. Um, so there's a few different translations that talk about what they do. Like, hearts there are also four, which from its summits, arch neck gnaw. Dane, Dvane, Dvalin, I guess. And Dunier and Dorothor. Uh, it's a TH, apparently. Dorothor. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's a few words in here that apparently one of them is like Hafingar, which is not known. Like, the, the meaning of it is uncertain. So sometimes it means like shoots or highest shoots or like a summit and things mm-hmm. like that. So something high up, I suppose. So maybe they're high up on the world tree. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the translation there is unknown. There's another translation here that says, uh, Four hearts run in the limbs of the ash and bite the leaves. They are called thus. Vain, vain. Yeah. The, oh, the leaves. So they're on yes. top of the tree. Yeah. yeah. Down the roots. And also, that's I, I've, I never saw specifically what tree... I don't know if I mentioned before what tree... Yggdrasil was, but apparently it seems like it's an ash tree, which makes somewhat sense, I think. I think ash trees are pretty common to the north, but I'm, I'm not 100% certain on that. Um, yeah. There's another translation for something. <coughs> so apparently, like, these deer mites, uh, like, have some sort of connection to the, like, seasons or the phases of the moon or some sort of, like, four elements. Um... The other cabin went dark. Um, so there's a sort of translation here talking about, I guess, their impact on Yggdrasil or something. Oh no, this is just about Yggdrasil, including, but it includes a line about these deer. Um, Yggdrasil's ash hardship hardship suffers greater than men know of. A heart bites it above, and in its side it rots. Nidhog beneath it tear beneath tears it. We talked about Nidhogg. We did talk about Nidhogg. That's also when I talked about Yggdrasil. Yes. Which I assume is an ash tree, which I see a picture of now, and that's interesting. 
Ooh, blinding. That is blinding. All right. Uh, the conductor must be doing the, some cleaning. The conductor. <laughs> yes. Turning on all the lights. Yeah, that's actually, uh, you know how, like, in hotels they use, like, UV light or whatever to clean things? Yes. It's like that. They literally wheel in a robot. That's, it's actually, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. But, yeah, I, that's pretty much all I have on these four stags. Mm-hmm. There isn't a whole lot to them, but I thought they were interesting. Because they're also one of the only stags or, like, closest things I could find to, like, a moose or, like, reindeer in mythology. Well, actually, I didn't look up reindeer before, but, yeah. I just think they're interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to go on to your topic or if you have anything to say about these four and their um, possible connection to like the moons or something. Or... Do we thank them for? I don't or, know uh, if they're worshipped at all. I think they just kind of exist for Jägermeister. Okay. No, that's a German thing. Yeah, that's German. Well, well, there is connection there, but not these, not not with these guys. Yeah, no. That was a that was a German hunter who went out into the forest and saw a stag yeah. as well, but he saw like the cross and in, in between its antlers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I also, Jägermeister that. is a role I think of the German government at the time, which means hunt master. So he was just yeah. master of the hunt. So like uh, uh like like the the game in commission. Yeah, kind of game commission. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You learn something every day. Okay, uh, well, it depends. How close are we to having to... How dry are the tracks? Uh, they are not. They are pretty, uh, wet. Okay, cool. You got a, you got a, a, a solid ten. Solid tenor. Okay, cool. So I'm going to talk about Black Aggie. Now, this is one of the topics I had that's not going to be more of a monster. It's more of a weird legend about an inanimate object that becomes animate. Ooh. Uh, Black Aggie. Um, so it starts back in 1885 in which, um, across from the White House, Marion Adams lived, wife of the great-grandchild of President John Adams himself. Mm, not John um, Quincy Adams. The grandson of John Quincy Adams. Ah, there's two. There's John Adams and then there's John Quincy yeah. Adams. Okay, yeah. just wanted to make, make it clear which one it was. Um, John, Quin- John Adams was his dad. Yeah. I met them. It's like adding um, on to my lore. <laughs> so uh, uh, his name was Henry Adams. Um, he commissioned one of the world's most know. celebrated sculptors, Augustus St. Gardens, to create a memorial. Why'd you say ad- gardens like uh, like you're from New Jersey? Gardens. <laughs> well, it is spelled G-A-U-D-E-N. Oh, okay, so. gardens. Yeah, so it's not gardens. Yeah, St. Gardens. Um, gardens, a. Eh? That's not <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> not at all. State's place close to that, but sure. okay. Um, the Rock Creek Cemetery, uh, they were going to build a memorial there for uh, those who have passed in that area. The statue that was created was never uh, actually named, but it was often nicknamed Grief or simply the oh, Adams Memorial. Yes, I've heard yeah, of this. You've heard of this? Yes. So, uh, what it is is this large stone in front is seated a woman draped in a large cloak. And it evokes a particular feeling of mystery and gloom. Mm-hmm. She seems to be pensive, as if like shielding herself in the cloak, but more is, is and also like the eyes, you can't really tell if they're looking forward or down. Mm-hmm. So this kind of gives different feelings depending on how you're looking at it. Um, so the Adams tried to prevent copying of this statue because of its its beautiful look and everything. There's a few people trying to do it, but they would stop them. Um, a sculptor named Edward L.A. Posh managed to create one. Um, in Baltimore, 
Felix mm -hmm. Agnes purchased a plot in the Druid Ridge Cemetery. And uh, this Agnes had a very, very it, um, extravagant life, uh, who was a native of France that had moved to the uh, Americas. Um, <clears throat> they were a traveler of the world. They were a veteran of several wars, including even the American Civil War. Ah. Uh, a silver craftsman at uh, what was at the time named Tiffany & Co. and a Baltimore newspaper publisher. Uh, they had purchased this copy of the Adams Memorial for the plot that they were going to build for themselves, uh, him and his wife. Um, and they built a pedestal that was similar to the original. Uh, so, unfortunately, though, I, this was after uh, Augustus St. Gaudens had passed away. And uh, their widow was extremely upset at this. Uh, Agnes themselves had insisted that he basically played the fool. And mm -hmm. was like, oh, this sculptor lied about the fact that it was his and said that it was the original one or something. So uh. I, I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, and um, with that, I don't know if they came to any kind of settlement or something, but the uh, statue's still there at Druid Ridge Cemetery. Yeah. Um, Agnes yeah. and his wife, Annie, were buried there mm -hmm. along with his own mother as well. Um, so after their deaths uh, around Baltimore, rumors grew and... Uh, about the statue and how if you would visit it at dark and look in her eye, you could be struck blind. Ooh. Pregnant women uh, were warned to stay away from it. And uh, and if you sat in her lap at midnight, you would die. Yes. Um, that is the part that I definitely remember from that. Weirdly enough, many people visited anyway, uh, even making it a nightly occurrence. Apparently it was a Baltimore rite of passage and often a fraternity initiation drill huh. to use the statue to stay at that night. makes sense yeah yeah i mean honestly i think that would be really fun yeah um although i'm like i'm not superstitious but like it's nice to not like trample on people's graves and like be you shouldn't True. be disrespectful in a graveyard regardless of what you believe um so uh after all this notoriety, and then there's vandalism and all these things, of course, I mean, well, you know, with the fraternities and everything showing up, the graveyard kept getting ruined over and over. Mm -hmm. So uh, they decided to move the statue. Uh, they right. donated it to the Smithsonian Institution in 1967, and the museum had little interest in displaying it. Uh, she was placed in storage and basically forgotten, at least by the caretakers in D.C. In Baltimore, though, at the graveyard, Aggie's legend never died. Mm -hmm. uh, in 1996, Shara Terjung, a Baltimore-based reporter, discovered that she had been quietly on display since 1987 in a somewhat out-of-the-way courtyard of the National Courts Building. Ironically, the final location is on the east side of Lafayette Square, in the same neighborhood where Marion Clover Adams took her life in 1885. Uh, I do remember that part, too. So it just jogged my memory. Uh, my, my ghost memory. Kind of crazy how it comes full circle yeah. in a weird, weird way. So almost like uh, the widow of uh, Augustus, the uh, sculptor, had ever given power to the statue up. itself because of its its uh, perverted history right? in a way. Um, so I thought that was really an interesting story. I wonder what the inspiration for carving it was, if they used like a model or something. That, that is something that's not necessarily stated here. Yeah. Um, or if, like, it's, you know, like, I don't know. A lot of people like to use um, older references or, like, older figures. Yeah. So, like, it could be, like, Mary. It kind of gave me Mary vibes when yeah. you look at it. Almost as, like, like 
the picture, the sculpt, the um, was it Da Vinci? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he, that did. Uh, <laughs> he did a lot of things. <laughs> he did the sculpture of Mary holding Jesus's body. I think and so. And I forgot what that sure. one was called, but that one's insanely popular. Did you know that KUR, Kutztown University's award-winning radio station, is on Spotify? We offer an incredible sampling of some of our best talk, informational, and educational programming as podcasts on the service. Find KUR's podcast page on Spotify by typing in the words Kutztown University Radio or Kutztown University into the Spotify search bar. This is KUR the radio voice of Kutztown University. Programming on KUR brought to you by the students of Kutztown University Radio. From the KUR News Desk, I'm Mitchell Smedley. Over the weekend, PA State Police responded to a shooting at the apartment complex at Vantage Point near the Kutztown University campus. In an update sent out to the campus community, KU University Relations confirmed that the victim, who was not a KU student, has died, and the perpetrators are believed to have left the area. Pennsylvania State Police are continuing to investigate the, quote, senseless act of violence, as KU termed it. PA State Police urge anyone with further information to call 610-378-4011, and KU would like all its community members to be aware of services available to them. This includes counseling and psychological services, along with public safety services, including University Police, Kutztown Borough Police, and PA State Police. Along with University Relations, our hearts here at KUR are with anybody affected by this deadly act of violence in our community. We check news hourly on KUR. KUR. Summers in Rangoon, luge lessons. In the spring, we'd make meat helmets. When I was insolent, I was placed in a burlap bag and beaten with reeds. Pretty standard. The radio voice of Kutztown University. Welcome back. Welcome back. You're back on board the, the Paranormal Express. We did not time travel. <laughs> Nothing happened. There is no indiscriminate loss of time no, between no, these no. two times. Indiscriminate is correct. Uh, this episode we've been talking about uh, more miscellaneous monsters. Very kinda. miscellaneous, I think, yeah. this episode. I mean, I mean, I just talked about I went Black from Aggie. The like four stags that I found out about when I bought a reindeer stuffed yeah. animal, and then. The black Aggie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, which wasn't place. even really and a monster. It's a little bit. Not really. It's a haunted statue. I guess you could call it. It turns into it's a monster. It's a spirit. The people involved were, you could say, monsters stealing stuff and betrayal and True. relationships. You know? Yeah. Um, so I guess we can go into my, one of my uh, second, or not secondary, but one, because uh, I've done, I think, three topics in this episode. Mm-hmm. There, there, there was no time. There, there's, there's no reason for me not to remember. <laughs> It was only a few minutes ago, yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, but the, I don't think I talked about this anyway. Uh, I did listen back through to make sure. But um, this was uh, probably the big bad from Greek mythology. The big bad? The big bad. Not Kronos. Uh, is it, is that a TM out. or restricted title, the big bad? Uh, Would there be a TM or, or an R in this to it? <laughs> um, <laughs> neither. He would destroy both of them. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, his, uh, his name is Typhon. Typhon. Or Typhus. Mm. Not the disease. Um, I was going to say, sounds pretty close. I don't know, it looks like Typhus here, but uh, I, I've always heard him na- called Typhon, which I think is mm-hmm. what he is when he's translated into English. 
This music's very fitting for Typhon, because he is trapped under Mount, I think, Etna in no, like, it does. Sicily. I was going to say, it makes sense. Sounds like we just, like, Cameron just dove into, like, this lava-ridden factory. Like, yeah, because it's also Hephaestus's forge. Oh, well, there you go. This yeah. works out perfectly. But that's what he's trapped under. Painting the picture. Okay. He's trapped under an active volcano. That's why it's active, apparently. It's because he's under there. Um, he's mad. Yeah, Typhon. I'm mostly talking from my... I do have stuff up here about Typhon, but I'm mostly talking from my own knowledge okay. of him. Um, he's... Yeah, he's... Um, I think he had a lot of... I think... Yeah, it says it right here. Uh... Just throughout reading this a little bit, because it mentions Echidna, I think, here. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, this is something else. I, I'm pretty sure he, uh, most of the monsters in Greek mythology come from him, basically, to an extent. Him and Echidna. Echidna is known as the mother of monsters. That was I fast. forgot that that one's so short, yeah. Uh, Echidna is known as the mother of monsters, but uh, Typha is known as, like, the, well, he's not known as it, but he's, like, the father of monsters. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a storm giant. Not to be related with the giants that are also in Greek mythology, like, uh, I think O'Brien killed a giant. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not entirely sure about that, though. Um, but yeah, he, um, sorry, into, into ghost gestion. Um, they, uh, he, uh, they had a, the reason why he's the big bad is because if you know much about Greek mythology, you probably know that Zeus overthrew his father, Kronos. Mm -hmm. That's a very basic thing that most people who know stuff about Greek mythology at least know a little bit about that. They know it's a thing, at least. Um, before Kronos, he overthrew his father, Uranos, or okay. uh, which is like the primordial god and also depiction of the sky. He is the sky, basically. Um, which is also why we have a titan who holds up the sky, because at one point... Uh, the sky and the earth, Gaia, were like, uh, they were like together, like completely, like they're inseparable. I'm doing I, my hand on my fist. Yes. To like, and then we have the Titan Atlas who came out and lifted the sky. And that's why yeah. the sky is above us now. According to ancient Greek uh, lore, let's say. It's just funny because a lot of depictions of Atlas is him holding up the earth. But I guess yeah, but it's, it's meant to be the sky. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. That's usually what those statues are, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah he's meant to be holding up the sky. Um, trying to remember my train of thought. Uh, I, actually, it's funny thinking of Atlas. There's a uh, 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 one of those. Um, what's the word for a Greek vase? Is there a special word? For uh, that? There is actually, but I always forget it. Let me look it up really quick on our ghost net. Okay. Because uh, there, I just I just saw uh, a picture of. No, that's um, not it. Of a depiction of one uh, of. Oh, uh, they have different names for the different uh, styles. That's cool. There's one that has Atlas holding his back as if he has back pain, and I think that's really funny. <laughs> he's like he's got one hand on the sky, and then he's got the other hand like. Oh. I mean, Hercules did trick him into uh, taking the sky back. Okay. Kind of. Oh also a it's like uh, it's like those TikToks, those ghost talks, where it's uh, um, they they uh, they 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 put a glass of water to the ceiling with a broom and then ask somebody to hold it. Oh yeah, and yeah, then yeah, they, yeah. And then they go, okay. And then they're like, wait, wait, what? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, I guess it is kind of like that. But um, and I remember my train level. of thought. Uh, so. The, the reason, like, yeah, so the there's those two overthrowings of, like, the leader 
mm-hmm. of that time. Mm-hmm. So there's Uranos and Gaia, the original like spirits, the the parent, the gr- or the parents are the grandparents of like the gods. They're yeah. the parents of the Titans. Um, and but the Titans slew Uranos okay. in a very specific way that I don't know if I should say. But anyway, <laughs> it's not important. Um, Leave it up to your imagination. So what? Um, so w- what happened after that is uh, supposedly. Well, not supposedly. What is supposed to happen with Typhon is that he is the next big bad. He's the next leader. He's supposed to slay Zeus mm-hmm. or overthrow him in some way because gods don't tend to die. They just kind of get thrown into Tartarus. <laughs> and by gods, I mean Titans usually. They're the ones who are mostly in Tartarus, including Typhon, actually. He's in Tartarus because, uh, lo and behold, his attempt failed. Okay. It nearly won, though. So what he, basically, he was a force. Like, no one, they, they struggled with Typhon. Mm-hmm. Like, they could not beat him. He was, like, he actually nearly killed Zeus. Uh, what uh, Supposedly what he did is he, like, took Zeus's tendons out mm-hmm. of his, like, hands and legs and everything so that he couldn't move and then just threw him in a cave so that he was stuck. Okay. But then Hermes and Apollo got them back, put them back into him, and then he came back and defeated Typhon. Okay. Yeah, that's the essential, like, bare-bones version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another thing that's interesting with Typhon, though. I'll, I'll describe him after this, but, uh, like, his physical features, because he is... He's a monster. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but um, there's another thing that goes into this, in that when the initial attack from Typhon happened, all of the Olympians uh, sort of ran away. <laughs> they were terrified of him. And this is also where we get some of the zodiac signs, specifically the goatfish, because Pan, the goat, uh, turned into a fish and swam away. But uh, they also turned into very specific gods from Egypt, because a lot of Egyptian gods are animals or have animal forms. Yeah. Uh, so they turned into some of those, and they're like, ah, this is uh, essentially the Greek explanation for why Egyptians worship animals. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I need to pause really quick. Pause the train. I'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome. There is no music. I will get the the, the, the conductor. Ugh. What's he doing with this train? We have a noise cancellation train. Sorry. We got to turn it off. <laughs> noise cancellation train. Yes. <laughs> the train's got A and C All labeled right. on the side. So I mentioned that I would talk about the description of Typhon. Ty- Typhon. Typhon. Yeah. Type in those words. Um, so I'm just going to read this little section here because I kind of like what it says. This is from uh, Theoi.com on the ghost net. Um, they wrote Typhus here because it's like that's, I guess, I don't know. Typhus was a winged giant said to be so huge that his head brushed the stars. He was man-shaped from the waist up with two coiled serpents in place of legs. He had... A hundred serpent heads for fingers, a filthy matted beard, pointy ears, and eyes flashing fire. That is what the this website. That is nightmare. Yeah, he is nightmare fuel. There's even a depiction on one of these. Um, one of the oh, it's a it's a hydria, that that specific type of jar, um, or jug, or vase. You called them vases earlier, but yeah. Um, 
He has wings on this one. You can see his coiled serpent legs as okay. well. And this depiction I saw, he doesn't have wings, but they like. I thought he did. He's at meant first. to be winged, yeah. It I does thought, say he's winged. I thought he did at first because there's clouds behind him that look like wings, but they're just clouds, I think, because he's like reaching for the clouds. I'm trying to uh, see if this website also says that he's winged. <laughs> but essentially, he's just like an amalgamation of human and no way Hold beast. On. Hold on. Hold Am on. Am I about to have a brain blast? Brain blast. Yeah. From the lighthouse, the movie, the lighthouse. Oh. Because uh, um, I remember well, you talked to I, me about I, the the guy with the light shining out of his face. Yeah, that was from that painting. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I forget what that was about. What was that called? I think it's a modern painting. It was. I think it was hip hip. No. Oh, that's actually kind of interesting. There's um. Yeah, what there's is supposed to be Poseidon. Never mind. Uh, there's um. Uh, there's something mentioned here that mentions that uh, Typhon's birth might be part of an Orphic tradition. Okay. Which is interesting. I didn't read about this, so I didn't know that. But it is interesting. Uh, he's supposedly the offspring of Kronos. I think, yes, that sounds right. Uh, and I was right, it is Mount Etna. Uh, but there are later accounts where say that he's trapped under the island of Ischia. It's a volcanic island in the Tyrrhenian Sea, which I don't know where that is. Oh, it's okay. I see, it's bound to Italy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Alright. Did you want to... That's all I really have for Typhon. Cool. I think I got school in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, if that's what you have, yeah, we should probably move on to that last little bit. Yes. Uh, break. You can uh, go to that break. <laughs> that break. Now. That break. Yeah, that one. That one. Not the other one. Not not the other one. Not the last few we've had, but this nah. one. I mean, there was one a little, but, you know. There was one that was a little long. <laughs> uh. Hello. Thank you for listening to the voice of Kutztown University Radio, KUR. We'll be right back to Paranormal Express shortly. But first, attention KU students. Have you heard about KU Bears grant funding? The purpose of the KU Bears program is to support faculty-student research pairs over the summer. The goals are for undergraduate students to develop the necessary skills to become student researchers and to provide faculty members with paid student research assistance. Undergraduate students selected for the program will receive summer pay for research tasks assigned by a faculty supervisor. By assisting faculty members in their research, students selected for the program will obtain the knowledge and skills necessary for conducting advanced research in their field. To apply and learn more about the KU Bears grant funding, please visit www.kutztown.edu UGRC and look under Grants and Sponsored Projects. This message of community interest brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. KUR. I'm a man. I'm a Canadian. I am a Christian. I'm for real. I'm a white guy. I'm ready to kill. I'm a primitive. I'm like a raccoon in the garage. I basically... I am a fraud. I'm a patriot. I am 1776. I'm liberal. The radio voice of Kutztown University. And we're back. And we're back. There it is. Third time's a charm. <laughs> All right. Um, so we just finished talking about Typhon with yes. Jake's side. So now Ugh. I want to move on to my little final topic The sneaky here. boy Typhon. Yeah. He has a lot of snakes. He has a lot of snakes. Snake fingers. mostly snakes. Yeah. You take it into Snake account. fingers. Snake yeah. legs. Snake legs. 
That's Segway, about it. it sounds really difficult to walk on. Actually. Fire eyes. Like snakes are pretty. I, I think know. he flies mostly. Yeah, he probably. Yeah, that's right. He's got wings. Why? Yeah. Flying things with snakes. There's a lot of them out there, aren't there? You know, griffins and. Uh, Do they have snakes? Mandibles. Oh yeah, they have like a snake tail, don't they? Yeah. What is it? Was the other one? Man mandrakes? Do those have snakes? I think those are a plant. They are. Um, yes. Oh, but I like think plants? you're thinking of manticore. Manticore. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, they have. I, th I forget what part of them is a snake. Okay. Maybe a tail as well. Yeah, that might be. I don't know. Uh, but I'm gonna talk about uh, odze, which is a um, West African blanket term for this force that can be wielded by sorcerers to possess others or give themselves power. Uh, Adze is, when I say a black blanket term, it's like kind of their language's word for a monster or a creature. So it gets very, very broad as to what it could be. Like there's not one kind of Adze, there's many. Um, so this particular one though um, is from West Africa, particularly in the regions of Ghana, Nigeria, Togo, and Benin. Um, and it takes the form of fireflies. Um, I can't imagine myself, you know, being surrounded by 10,000. Uh, uh, I couldn't believe my own eyes being surrounded by 10,000 evil spirits trying to possess me and take my uh, blood on my face hole. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, there we are. <laughs> um, so it's interesting to see this like gentle, whimsical wisp of our childhoods being denounced as a malevolent being. So. Um, though I'd say itself is not really a monster as much as it is like it's 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 the the force of a, a either magician or a sorcerer that creates it as vengeance to cause havoc and chaos or get revenge on other people um, so uh, it's it's the, the the more the personification of the effort and power of the one that wields it um, but hmm. in this particular um, so wait, is it like a creature, or is it? A, you said a force earlier. So, so is it like so magic? So this one is. It was really complicated how they were describing it when I was like learning about it. Um, it's it's. Adze is a term for a monster, but okay. in this particular sense, uh, Adze is, just the 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 personification of somebody's. Effort. To harm somebody. Okay. In this particular one, it's like it's like a really broad, almost like it's a. Uh, what's the word? It's like a, a, a um, an allusion to it. It's an allusion to somebody's effort for revenge. They call it a monster. Um, and actually, you know what's funny? You know what that reminds me of? This is gonna go out there, and this is probably a niche like reference. But if anybody's played Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain, um, on their ghost the main box. enemy on their Ghost Bots 360 or their uh, go go go. go Ghost S4, uh, or good, good Ghost Station 4. Um, yeah, there you go, Ghost There's the character Skullface, who's like the big main enemy. And, and he uh, he uses that term almost similarly. He doesn't use Odze, but he makes this reference where he's like, he's being attacked and this thing uh, this thing's happening. And he's like, whose lust for revenge is causing this? And I'm like, it kind of like reminded me of that um, because that's kind of what it is. It's like a monster is created out of somebody's evil or somebody's um, uh, want to cause harm. Um, so they're person personifying that force as a monster. Um, this one that comes in the form of a firefly, uh, it's not it, one of unusually large size, so it's very formidable because it's tiny. It can infiltrate homes so easily, under door stops, through open windows. 
and uh, it's indistinguishable, in, indistinguishable among other normal incidents. I can see the station on the horizon. Um, the end of our journey. Okay, I'll, I'll be fast. Um, um, it has an elephant-like appendage out the front that allows it to drink blood, or a few fruit alter alternatives like palm fruit uh, to stay uh -huh. alive. Uh, the comparison to the fireflies generally derived from the fact that the possessed have a glowing light coming out of their nose or out the top of their head. Uh, they are most active at night and prey mainly on children, taking the life force of the victim, hence the blood. So there's that this allusion to mosquitoes. They, oh. they also have their proboscis, is what yeah, it's called, yeah. the needle that they use to drink blood. They related that to, um, they confused fireflies with mosquitoes. They mos did not believe the fireflies. Yeah. Um, it's because uh, yeah, they, they believed they they, they believe the them. mosquitoes. They believed the mosquitoes. Because like, you could probably say during the night is the only time you'll see a firefly because True. they they're For not like bright in the day. But it, during the twilight, day, I guess, kind of. Yeah, during the day you can see a mosquito, but during the night they think the mosquito is also a firefly because they can glow at night, but they can't glow in the day. Yeah, you know, making that reference. So it's really interesting how again these realistic issues. In, by the way. These realistic issues become monsters. It was closer than the horizon. So, all right. I'm glad we just made it inside. Literally screeching to a halt while I'm talking, yeah. and I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah. Right so that was Odze. So. I highly recommend looking into more forms of Odze, but yeah. yeah. And that has to be the end of this episode of the Paranormal Express. We will see you all next time. Stay spooky.